So I've got three side hustles that consistently have made me money since 2021. And now in 2023, I think more about uh, focusing and honing down on those three side hustles. I started with nine income or revenue streams when I first started this channel. And now in hindsight, it's like, you remember you go on YouTube or you go on podcasts or Instagram, Facebook, and you see all these people talking about having like 12 income streams or five income streams or seven income streams. I fell into that trap and thought that I needed that. It's ridiculous. No one can focus and succeed. Well, I don't want to be super negative, but I think it's very, very difficult to say that you have massively successful nine, 12, five income streams. Unless, of course, you consider you know, investments as, a, as an income stream, which technically it is. Yes, I consider what my investments and, you know, obviously getting shares into dividends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera stocks, bonds, uh, and trading. I consider that a revenue stream, but it's not one of my main three. It's a, I would say it's like a side revenue stream on the side, accruing me wealth very slowly over a long period of time. Anyway, not to digress too much, but I fell into that trap. And now with my three income streams and side hustles that I actually focus on, these three out of all of them that I tried from day one, from day dot of COVID-19 hitting, everyone's jumping to the internet, everyone's focusing on e-commerce, you know, the world's changed and people are trying to start side hustles, drop shipping stores, everyone's doing everything. And from all those that I tried, these three are the ones that I A, enjoy, uh, B, I'm passionate about, and C, I think they have potential for the long haul, for the long term. But I guess, a great question is why are side hustles so important now more than ever in 2023 and beyond? And I'll talk about a few reasons, the obvious reasons, but before I delve into that and before I delve into my three side hustles that I that make me money in 2023, which I'm sure a lot of you will be very interested in hearing about, they won't be new to you. You might even be skeptical, but they work for me and that's all that matters and that's all I wanna to talk to you about. It's my personal experience, my journey, but 2023, wow, what a time to be alive. Everything is so expensive. Uh, I feel like 100K is the new 70K. 70K is probably the new 40K. It's just ridiculous. Shit is so expensive. Life is becoming more difficult in the Western world, uh, especially down in the Southern Hemisphere, or should I say even lower than that, in uh, the Pacific, Asia Pacific. Oceania, let's narrow it right down. Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, life is so expensive, interest rates are skyrocketing, uh, everything is overpriced, you know, your money, like 20 bucks is the new $5, it's just outrageous. And, you know, people, I used to think once upon a time in my ignorance, I used to think, man, you know, once you crack 100k, you're, you're, you're doing well in life, you're going to be rich, you're going to be comfortable, you're going to buy anything you want. What a joke, what an absolute joke, I laugh at that statement. Anyone can laugh at that statement. It's an absolute outrage how expensive life is, even earning 100K. That we're punished more with tax and things are more expensive. And look, I can't complain. You know, if you do have a six figure salary, you are still, I think, very fortunate to be in that position. You've obviously worked very hard to get there. And there's people out there that are earning half of your salary. But still, that's not the point. The point is that it doesn't matter how much you do in your career or you know how much you strive to get to a goal like 100k it's all going to be relative in that point in time 
So you need to diversify your income, which is my first point. I wanna talk about why side hustles are more important than ever. I learned this very, very quickly in the last two years, very quickly realizing, you know, having impatience, wanting more money, wanting to be comfortable with bills and my mortgage and just being able to pay for things and not worrying about it, being able to go on a holiday without stressing about the credit card and things, thing, other, other peripheral things and minute things that do stress you that shouldn't, but they do. And, you know, financial hardship and strain is, it's never ending. It's always there regardless of whether you're flatting or you're living with your parents that you always want more in life. And that's just, that's just normality, you know, with all these economic uncertainties and the rapidly changing job markets and expectations and just relying solely on a single source of income. It's incredibly, um, I'm not going to say risky. Risky is a strong word. It's just maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit on the, you're a bit on the conservative side, for example, you know, I guess for all of human history, people have gotten a job, they grind their whole career, their life with one job, and that's the career, they retire, and boom, you don't need anything else. Whereas, you know, side hustles and peripheral income streams, they provide that opportunity to diversify your earnings and create multiple streams of income, which means that you've got your single source of income. It's called, I call it my safety net. My safety net is the money that I get every month on the month. It doesn't change because obviously I work for an organization. I sign a contract and get paid a salary. That's your safety net because you're always going to get that. But the peripheral multiple inc- streams of income, they can peak and trough. They can fluctuate. Whether you're going to get a lot, whether you're going to get very little. Either way, it all helps. The second point is why it's so important is the flexibility and autonomy of it. Now let's think about that. So side hustles offer extreme flexibility and autonomy in your work life. So if you think about a traditional job uh, with you know rigid schedules, you have to be somewhere nine to five, Monday to Friday, eight to four, whatever your hours are, you, you have very limited control over your tasks and decisions. You have to do something in your day to day, your eight hours, you've got tasks to do, you can't have much freedom. You only get like half an hour to an hour lunch break and the rest of that time you're spending doing that job. Whereas side hustles allow you to choose when, where and how you work, meaning that you can do a couple hours at night, you can do an hour in the weekend, you can do an hour remote at a cafe. That flexibility now enables you to pursue your passions, explore any new skills or any new things you wanna learn and balance with your personal commitments. So the dream would be your side hustles would overtake your nine to five, and then you got ultimate flexibility because you've got the income coming in and you can do it whenever you want. I do like this next one, skill development and growth. So obviously side hustles can be an incredible avenue for personal and professional growth. They, I mean, they allow you to expand your skill set, which I'm a very fond advocate for. It's why I change, or you would change jobs, whether you want to promote or expand your skill set and learn new skills, learn new areas, develop leadership, whatever that may be, gain that valuable experience, Um, maybe even explore new industries or areas of interest. You can do the same from entrepreneurship. You can do the same from marketing, finance, customer service, whatever it is. You can enhance your overall employability and open doors to new opportunities. Now, I thought about that. I am basically a mini expert at Canva. If you think about that, that's like, I guess, graphic design uh, on a fairly mid to senior level or professional um, level, right? Like I can do everything with Canva. I've learned that skill over the last two years because of my hunger for print on demand and digital products, 
Now I'm thinking, well, I can probably go get a job or somewhere in employment that needs a graphic designer that, that is familiar with those creative elements. That's an example, maybe a rough example, but that's an example. This next one I'm extremely passionate about and ironically pursuing your passions. So we all have hobbies, we all have passions, uh, we all have things that we love, but you might not have the opportunity to fully explore it with your primary job. So side hustles provide an amazing opportunity to turn these passions into profitable ventures. So for example, one of my side hustles further on I'm gonna talk about is exactly stemming from a passion I've had of mine since I was a child. Now I was able to turn it into a side hustle. It's making me revenue, although soft revenue, it's still something that I love doing and I get paid for it ever so small right now, still growing and scaling. But that's what I mean. It's like, if you've always been passionate about art, why do you not turn your art into digital products you can sell on an Etsy store and then you actually enjoy creating the products and then you're getting a reward for it. Or writing, publishing, for example, I love publishing. Uh, baking, uh, any any passion, any, any, any side hustle allows you to monetize your hobbies and you enjoy that fulfillment, which is incredibly important, that happiness and fulfillment that comes with doing what you love. Building a safety net, the obvious one I talked about it earlier, is in such an unpredictable world, you could lose your job tomorrow, you could be made redundant, you could you know, have your salary cut in half. Having these side hustles can act as a safety net, whether you use it to build an emergency fund, use it to invest for your future, you can provide you know, all these additional financial resources that can be used for emergencies, unexpected expenses, uh, investment opportunities. Like I said, it's, it's like, treat it like a financial cushion and you basically don't expect too much from it, but anything that comes from your side hustles from a financial element perspective, then you can kind of use that to, in areas where you were using your salary and now you can do more with your salary or vice versa. And the next one, entrepreneurial opportunities. Can't underrate this one um, si or underestimate this one. Side hustles can serve as a stepping stone towards full-time entrepreneurship. And I know a lot of people do this. You see it on YouTube, you see it everywhere where you know they start a dropshipping store, they start very, very small, maybe 100, 200 bucks a month in sales and then they scale it to like four to six to 10K a month. And then they're like, oh, well at this point I don't even need my nine to five, it's just distracting me from this and I can probably start another two, three stores. That's a great opportunity for someone who wants to do that. You can test the waters, validate your business ideas, refine your strategies, and that's what actually what I love about print on demand is you can validate your business ideas. And what I mean by that is you can validate your designs, you can validate your ideas by selling them on marketplaces such as Amazon, Redbubble, Teespring, Etsy, and it's obvious the ones that sell, then you would scale, and the ones that don't sell ever, then you just change it and try again. So it basically gives you that valuable insight and experience before committing to the challenges and risks of going full-time, being your own CEO or your own business, right? Because with that comes its own risks and concerns and challenges, but it opens the door and gives you a taste. You're dipping your feet in the water and you can, I guess, kind of analyze it and assess it being like, okay, is this for me or do I just want to keep this as a very soft side hustle? Like, am I ready for this huge risk and change of going to full-blown business owner mode or business starter mode? Uh, am I seeing the results I want? Have I got a consistent income for six months at least? That's the things we need to think about. So as we can see, side hustles 
I think have taken on, if not even more significance now in 2023, obviously in 2020 and 2021, everyone was talking about side hustles. Everyone, every Tom, Dick and Harry was trying to start a dropshipping store or an Etsy store or a YouTube channel. They provide income diversification, they give you flexibility, personal growth, you know, opportunity to pursue your passions, things you love. So it doesn't matter whether you're looking for some financial stability, you want to develop your skills, you want to, you want, you want to take a dive or chance to become an entrepreneur just once, why not? Take action. So obviously there's a range of benefits that can positively impact your life and future. Now, let's talk about my three side hustles that are consistent, that I still do today, and that I love. Now remember, I do have other revenue streams, but I just don't feel like they are under the side hustle realm because I don't think investing is a side hustle. That's just something everyone should be doing. It's a, it's a, it's like not even a retirement scheme, it's just you should be thinking about investing. Right, it's it's not a side hustle. It's not something you do on the side. You just put money aside. Although I just said aside, but you just put money aside. You allocate it to shares, stocks, retirement plans, whatever it is. That's why I don't include it. My three side hustles that I still do today in twenty twenty three are still making money. The first one, print on demand. I love print on demand. Um, always have. I found it. I think it's because I like apparel and I like fashion. So. Uh, that that kind of kept me interested in it and kept me grinding it out and I remember my first sale on Etsy in 2020 and that just it just sparked something in me where I was like oh man this is fun I enjoy it and I even made a sale how exciting so with print on demand you know where do I find success still I have stores on Etsy I have Redbubble love Redbubble if you get a chance definitely or you know if you've never started Redbubble although it's very very saturated and i know people don't like that word but it, it is it doesn't mean it's a bad thing or a good thing it just means that there's a lot of stores and people selling on redbubble but if you have a good niche if you have good seo if you have good designs you're gonna sell i still make sales to this day to this month so i love redbubble it's just super easy you got multiple products merch by amazon very important get past tier 10 and you're away flying it's once again very very competitive but also you know you have good designs you will sell them especially in season and there's obviously others so those are the three i focus on and then there's obviously others like teespring which you do have to market yourself but if you have youtube you can link a teespring store to you to your youtube and that's automatic free marketing with your videos um what else yeah and then there's all those other platforms but like t fury and t public but i never really and i'll be honest with you in a bit of transparency here i was never too fond of those other platforms. Um, I never really gave Spreadshirt too much time. Uh, T Public and T Fury just irritated me with you just get banned after like five submissions and then they don't tell you why and then you ask them why because you've never been banned on any other platform before and then you notice all these designs that are like absolute ripoffs of trademark um, logos, infringements, and copyright associated material, and then you're thinking, okay, I got banned for original content, but look, I might be being a little bit salty, but I'm just saying that's been my experience with some of those platforms, and I don't think, it doesn't provide a good uh, seller experience, it's a great customer experience if you're buying teas, but as a seller experience, there's just no transparency, there's no visibility, there's no consistency, and I think a lot of people will agree, there's just absolutely no consistency on some of these platforms, but that's why I stick to the three that work for me and have for the last three years almost. So that's my first one. Love print on demand. Very easy. If you know what print on demand is, then you just connect obviously 
a print-on-demand partner to your Etsy store, to your, uh, oh, Redbubble is a print-on-demand supplier, but for example, you've got Printify, you've got Printful, you can connect them to your Etsy store, you can connect them to your Shopify store, your Wix store, whatever it is, and basically orders a place, they do the printing, they do the shipping, you set the prices, easy. The second one I wanna talk about is publishing. I love publishing, I love publishing. It's like print-on-demand for books. So, you know, I've ever since I was a kid, or I, I guess high school, I'll say high school, I loved creative writing and I remember I was quite good at it, especially in English and I was getting very high grades for all my creative writing essays and even my parents pushed me towards like writing books and I've always wanted to write a novel my whole life and then publishing was very difficult in the, I guess the 2010s, between 2010 and 2020, you know you had to, I didn't know about online publishing. I don't, even, I don't even know if KDP or anything like that existed then. May have, but I didn't know about it. But the way you did it in New Zealand was you'd have to like basically write your book and send copies of it to like all the publishing houses, global and national. And just, you know, hope for the best that one of them accepts it and wants to publish your book. And that's just, that's not an easy process, right? Like, if you want it bad enough, you will do that. I mean, I mean, Stephen King did that and grinded for so long before he finally was accepted. So, there's obviously a beauty in the process. But then online publishing came, and yes, it's a lazy version of publishing, but it's amazing because every, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can be an independent publisher or an independent author, and I love that. I love that because it works for me, and I'm passionate about writing. I love writing short stories, novels, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, ebooks we've got what else do we have oh even like notebooks journals on amazon kdp like i love it it's just creative it's easy to make money you can literally make sales in your first week depending what niche and what your keywords are like but i love i love it i love publishing it works for me to this day to this month still make passive income great little uh great little amount of money coming through each month but I think for me it's more the rewarding fulfilling element being able to especially the, on the creative stuff right you can write awesome short stories that you've always wanted to write and finally publish them and they'll go on like Kobo, Apple, Google Play and people around the world can read your creative short stories, your novels and it's just so easy, right? Gone are the days of having to grind for months and months and years and years with one publishing house before they finally decide to actually read one of your drafts. Anyway, publishing, love it. If you don't know what publishing is, go on Draft to Digital, go on KDP, go on Kobo. Uh, you will have to obviously write the books yourself create the books yourself on Canva, Google Docs, whatever it is, but once you learn how to do it, it's a rinse and repeat process, it's super easy and you'll just have so much fun with it. And finally, last but not least, no it is last for today, uh, YouTube. Yes, I am on YouTube and I love YouTube. I've got three channels, uh, two are monetized, one is almost monetized, so close. I love it because it's easy, it's you know, I'm super passionate about it. I find it enjoyable. If I could do it full time, I would. I just love creating content, cool content. And it's funny, you go on this massive learning curve journey of making absolute trash videos. Like you're just literally publishing stuff with your iPhone and it's not even edited, just whatever you've filmed. Um, God, the angles, the, the quality, it's terrible. But you just need to start and this is what you learn very quickly. You just need to take action. You can't take two weeks to film and edit and try to make the perfect video because you're already so far behind. There's so much content and creators on YouTube, you need to get up there very quickly with volume. So what I mean by volume is you need to pump your channel with videos. 
Doesn't matter how bad or good they are, you'll get better over time, but you just need volume because you just need your channel out there. You need people watching your videos. You're not gonna get too many views with one video unless it's extremely viral and you're sharing it like crazy on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, tweet, uh, Twitter. But anyway, YouTube. So once you get obviously 1,000 subs, 4,000 watch hours, or 10 million views on shorts, you'll get monetized. And there's actually so many realms of monetization on YouTube, it's amazing. Like YouTube is the next big thing, I tell you. In 2023 and beyond, YouTube is gonna be the, the money maker, just simply because of, it's still one of the most popular platforms in the world. There's billions of people on it. And you've got shorts, which is the, you know, I guess the YouTube version of Instagram Reels and Facebook Reels um, and TikTok. So you've got short videos, which you can monetize. You've got long videos you can monetize, so long content, short content. You've got super like, people can literally donate you like small fractions of money because they love your videos so much. You can connect a store, you can connect your commerce stores to YouTube channel once you're monetized. Uh, what else was there? You can do um, courses, there's podcasts, now there's just so much opportunity and I just can't stress it enough. So if you've got the creative bug and you can, t you, look, you can even outsource your filming or creating. Go to, go to Fiverr or Upwork and get people to make you videos and you just literally throw on your channel. You pay them a fee, right? You give them some money and they will literally film content for you that you ask for and then you just throw that up and you don't even have to do any filming or editing yourself. People do that all the time. So that's, I guess YouTube, um, if you do have the creative element, if you do like filming. Now I'm gonna tell you guys something quickly about those three. I was never, uh, I was never ever, ever in the mindset of going into online business and being on YouTube. I never thought in my life I would have three YouTube channels. I never thought in my life I would be publishing and getting, pay, getting money for it. I never thought in my life I'd be on, on, like starting online businesses and print on demand and all that jazz. But things change. You have to adapt, you have to be versatile, you have to be able to flex with the world, you have to be able to understand that you know, you can't just keep doing what you're doing, you need to learn new skills, you need to try new things, you need to fail, you need to learn, you need to get up and keep going. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, you can't be con complacent in life. So hence why, you know, five years ago I would have laughed at myself if I said, I'm gonna start three YouTube channels, I would have laughed at myself. I would have been like, man, what a joke. But look at me now, three YouTube channels, two monetized, making me income every month. So think about that. It's, it's incredible, it really is incredible how things change and how your priorities change and what becomes more important and the importance of happiness and fulfillment. That's what's more important, your happiness and your fulfillment. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next one. Got some exciting ones coming up.